Well, good morning, everybody. This is Pastor CJ coming to you live from inside the sound system of the Church of God here in Bowden, Georgia. And today is New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. Can you believe it? We are at the end of 2023, about to go into 2024. Think about that for a little bit. Amen. Where has the time gone i tell you it's going so fast but here we are at the end of the year <clears throat> getting ready to embark into a new year and um i tell you exciting things are coming exciting things are coming we're going to talk about some of these things this morning and i want you to get excited i want you to get ready amen text somebody and tell them that they need to tune in to pastor cj Live on Facebook, live on the internet radio this morning, and uh, I tell you, be be on podcast later on. But we are excited about what God is doing here at the Bowden Church of God. Amen. We're excited about the new year that we're coming into, 2024. I'm telling you, time flies so fast. You know it. It won't be, but just 12 months from now, we'll be talking about 2025. That's all it takes. Is just 12, 12 little months ago by in 2025, we'll be talking about that. But today we're here to talk about 2024 as we're getting ready to go into the new year. So I want to encourage you to um, get your Bibles out, turn to the book of Jeremiah chapter 1. We're going to go into Jeremiah chapter 1. Amen. Good to see you this morning, Brother Matt Ferguson. Shout out to Brother Matt Ferguson. I know you got to work today. We are going to miss you. Your pastor misses you when you are at work, my friend. We're going to miss you today. But you just be encouraged, and you just have a glorious time in the Lord at work, and just let the Holy Spirit engulf you, surround you, and minister through you to those that you come in contact with today. And we're going to pray for you in just a moment. Amen. So everybody get your Bibles out to the Jeremiah chapter 1. And uh, Happy New Year. Let's go ahead and get that out of the way. Happy New Year to everybody who's celebrating the New Year's. Amen. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this wonderful day. We thank you, Lord, for my brother, Brother Matthew, Lord, as he's going to work this morning. God, that you would be with him, encourage him, bless him, surround him with the Holy Spirit this morning. Give him favor on the job site. Get him favor with his co-workers and his supervisors, God. Bless the works of his hands. Let everything that he touches be just be wonderful and blessed. Lord, give him uh, the ability to do his job with grace. His the ability, God, to do his job, Lord, like nobody else can. Prosper the work that he is doing. And Father, we just thank you, Lord, that you're keeping him mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually strong. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. All right. So let's look at Jeremiah chapter 1. Good morning, Brother Al. It's good to see you on here this morning. Jeremiah chapter 1. We are looking at the um, the fifth verse. And this is, um, you know, where Jeremiah was basically having a conversation with God, saying, I don't want to do this. <laughs> Find somebody else. And and God speaks to Jeremiah. He says, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee a prophet 
unto the nations. The Amplified Bible says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you and approved of you as my chosen instrument. And before you were born, I concentrated you to myself and as my own. And I have appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Amen. So this is what I want to talk to you about this morning is that before uh, we were even born, God knew us. Amen. Good morning, Brother Thomas. Well, glory, brother. <laughs> I like that. Well, glory. Um, before we were even born, God knew us. He, he knew us by name. He knew uh, what he was going to call us. And um, he knew the work that he had assigned to us. Think about that. Our, our assignment from God was given to us before we were even born on this planet. Think about that for a while. You know, you, we have a mission to accomplish while we're here on this planet. Uh, and our mission is to tell others about the good news of Jesus Christ, that Jesus saves today, and Jesus wants to save humanity, that he's not here to uh, judge and put humanity in hell, but he is here to embrace and to love and to save humanity and that's and that's the message that we have to tell the world and we do that through our personal testimonies so when's the last time you shared your personal testimony of when you got saved you know that's the testimony that's the gospel that god gave you nobody else can tell that story nobody else can can share with anybody else on how you personally came to know christ and so that's your gospel and you need to share your gospel on the 19th of January, we're going to be having a night of worship and, and prayer, um, and we're going to have testimonies. We're not going to be preaching this night. This is going to be a night of worship and prayer and testimonies, and we're going to be asking other churches to come. Brother Thomas, you need to come, my brother, and sing us a song. Amen. Sing that song that you love to sing. And uh, we're just going to worship God and uh, just have a good time in the Lord. But sharing our testimonies are important. It's important that we share our testimonies among our fellow brothers and sisters, but it's even more important that we share our testimonies among those that do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior. It's more important that we share it with them because they need to get saved. Amen? And uh, you'll find people who say, well, it's easy for me to testify in church because I'm among my brothers and my sisters in Christ, and they're not going to judge me like somebody out here at Walmart will. Well, the person in Walmart is the one that's lost and going to hell, and they need to hear it. If they reject it, then that's them just rejecting Christ. They're not rejecting you. They're rejecting Christ. They're not rejecting what you're saying or your story of how you got saved. They're rejecting Christ. But everybody deserves an opportunity. And, and, and hear, me, hear me well. Everybody deserves an opportunity to reject Christ. Think about that. How can you reject Him if you never heard of Him? So you got to hear of Him. So everybody has... Everybody deserves that opportunity to make a decision, make a choice. But how do you hear without a preacher is what the scripture says. How do you hear? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But how do you hear without a speaker? How do you hear without somebody testifying, without somebody sharing that gospel? And every one of us has a gospel to tell. Our own personal testimony of what God brought us through, how we got saved, where we got saved, what was going on in our life when, when we accepted the Lord. Every one of us have that testimony. Amen. So, uh, but look at what he tells Jeremiah. He says, I, I knew you. I knew you before you was ever born. Before you was even in your mama's womb, I knew you. Now, think about that. And he says, I ordained you to be a prophet to the nations. 
before you was even in your mama's womb. See, that's the, God has a unique plan for each and every soul on this planet. Each and every soul that has ever been born, I mean, every soul on this planet, God's got a purpose. God's got a plan. There is a why to the question of why you are alive today. There is a, there is a question of why, why, what is my purpose? Why am I here? Uh, what am I supposed to do? And when you understand the why, then it gives you the motive to pursue to the end. And we talked about this in our Bible study. And if you've not joined us on our Zoom Bible study on Tuesday nights, let me encourage you, you need to do that. This past Tuesday night, we were talking about the why. And the, and the Apostle Paul knew that he had a gospel to share. He knew that the Lord had called him to the Gentiles. And he knew that God had told him he would stand before kings and that he would give a testimony to the gospel of Jesus Christ. This was his mandate. This was his calling. This was his purpose in life. This is why he was born. And Paul understood that. And so Paul goes to Jerusalem knowing that when he gets there, he's going to be arrested, probably beaten. Um, anyway, and he, wasn't, he didn't know the exact details of what was going to happen after they arrested him, or where they were going to take him, how long he would be there, how many beatings he would have to endure. I mean, he didn't know. Uh, but he says, I have to go. I'm bound to go. I have to go to Jerusalem, and I have to share my testimony. And, and everybody tried to persuade him not to go. Everybody tried to tell him, you know they're going to arrest you. You know they're going to try to kill you there. And he, and he let them know that this was the why. This was the why in his life he was born. This was the purpose in his life. And so Paul goes to Jerusalem, and he gets arrested just like everybody said he would, just like he knew. And he goes to, he gets arrested, and then for two years, he is locked up in a prison. He doesn't get to testify in the, in the temples, or he doesn't get to go and, and walk around uh, Antioch and, and testify to the churches or, or go to church. He is locked in prison for two years. And you can imagine being in prison, what he must have been thinking, what was going on in his mind as... When is it going to happen? How long have I got to be here? And God, have you forsaken me? But after two years, he finds himself standing before a king and giving an account to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And from there, the story escalates where he goes all the way to Rome and, and he strengthens the churches all the way as he's on his trip to Rome and writes the majority of the New Testament. All the letters that we have from Paul to the churches are so precious, giving us the insight of the church and giving us the instructions of the Holy Spirit uh, to the church. And we wouldn't have that without Paul. So Paul had a purpose in life. Just like Paul had a purpose in life, let me tell you, you have a purpose in life. You are born for a reason. You have breath in your body for a reason. Even if you are tired of living, there is people that are just tired of living. But I want to tell you something. You need to find a purpose in life because you are alive today. You are here in the town, that wherever you are, wherever town you live in, uh, you're here for a reason. I knew when I came to Bowden that I was sent to Bowden. I didn't just show up in Bowden by accident. I was sent by the Almighty God to a town called Bowden, Georgia that I had never been to before. 
to a people that I had never met, and I knew that God had sent me. I knew it. And when I got here, and I met with the people, and saw the church, and and knew what I was getting myself into, and, and I'm going to tell you something, just like Paul, I had people telling me not to come to Bowden. I had people telling me that Bowden was a bad place to go, that they had a terrible reputation, that they ran off their pastors, um, that they mistreated their pastors. I mean, I had, I had, so, I had people tell me this, um, that you did not want to go to Bowden. Nobody wants to go to Bowden. But yet I felt a tug in my heart. I felt the unction of the Holy Spirit that Bowden was my home, that this is where God sent me. And I've been here going on six years now, and I still feel the same way. I know for a fact that God had called me in my life to be the pastor of the Bowden Church of God. You, you couldn't beat that out of me with a stick. I know that God sent me here because I understand the why of my life. You see, I was born into this world to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, to lead somebody to the cross so that somebody can hear about the gospel and somebody can get saved. That's the purpose of my life, to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, to see souls get saved. And I want to tell you, that's your purpose too, whether you realize it or not. You might say, well, I'm not a preacher like you. I'm, I'm not called to pastor a church and, and I'm not called to preach. And that may be true, but listen, everybody's got a testimony. You've got a testimony. How did you get saved? When did you get saved? What did the Lord do for you? What did He deliver you from? Have you been delivered from drugs and alcohol? Have you been healed at some major disease in your life? Something was going to kill you and God just stepped into your life and healed your body. That's a testimony. And everybody needs to share their testimony. And if we could get the church world, okay, everybody in the church world to share their testimony, we would the church would triple in size within a week i'm telling you if the church would testify if the church people would go to walmart and and and, and talk to people and you know as you're getting ready to pay for your groceries or whatever you just take a moment and tell that little girl behind that counter how much jesus loves her and how jesus can save her you would see a difference in the world today so we need to share our testimonies not only with people in church but more importantly, people outside the church. We've got to get outside the four walls of the church and get among the people. I was just talking to a pastor last night, and we were talking about going into the new year. And he said, "Yeah." He says, "Brother, I've got to, I've got to get out into the, I've got to get out the walls of the church. We, we've got to have outreach, and that's the whole thing. And you know, my motives and my goals since I've been about is outreach, outreach, outreach." And we're going to do it. i got good news for you. You can help me share it. Um, we are going to be opening up a food bank ministry here in Bowden. Once a month, we're going to be giving out food from our church. It's going to be on the third Saturday of each month between 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. And we're, that's going to be an outreach for us. We're going to be reaching out to our community. We're going to be praying for our community, praying with the people as they come. And we're going to be loving on people and blessing them. That's outreach. And uh, we're going to be doing so many more things going into the year of outreach, trying to let people know that the Bowden Church of God loves them, cares for them, and we just want to see them in heaven with us. That's what it's all about. We want to see people go to heaven with us. 
So go back to, for those of you who are coming on late, good morning, Sister Linda, good to see you. We are in Jeremiah chapter 1, and we're talking about Jeremiah in verse 5. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Before thou camest forth out of the womb, sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. So God knew us before we were ever born. He has blessed us. He has called us. And he has given us his purpose, and he has given us his instructions in life. Amen. Of what we need to be doing. And your instructions in life is right here, found in the pages of the Holy Bible. This Bible is your instruction manual of life. Don't do anything without it. Filter everything through it. Walk in it. Believe it. Amen. Now, I want to encourage you to join in with me. We are getting ready tonight at sundown. We're going into the Daniel's Fast. And the Daniel's fast, if, you, um, if you're not familiar with that, it's in Daniel's chapter 10. He went for three weeks, 21 days. He was praying and seeking God. And he ate no pleasant bread, nor meat, nor, nor drunk any wine or anything like that. In our day, we would want to stay away from Coca-Colas and uh, caffeine. And we want to stay away from the donuts and, and everything that's got sugar in it. Um, and we want to concentrate on God. So for three weeks, we're going to be focusing in on the Lord, and we are going to be uh, praying and seeking God for the next 21 days, and we will end this on at sundown on January the 21st. And during this time, this is a time of seeking God. This is a time of prayer. This is a time, listen, you, you want a miracle in your life? Then the question is, are you willing to sacrifice for that miracle? Are you willing to sacrifice your taste buds in your stomach for the miracle that you want in your life? And so I want to encourage you to do so. And so the Daniel fast is a, it's a good fast to go on. You still get to eat, but you eat healthy stuff. You eat vegetables and stuff like that. And uh, if you need some help uh, with what kind of food to eat and maybe getting some recipes, go to our website, bowdencog.org. And you will see a Daniel's button on there, Daniel's Fast. And you just hit the Daniel's Fast button and you will see recipes. We'll begin to pop up on your screen and you will be able to cook some delicious meals and stay healthy during Daniel's Fast. Amen. And if you have any further questions on that, you can talk to my wife and she'll be glad to help you out. But we are excited about what we're going into. As we're going into this new year, you know, as you're watching the news... And we've been talking about this for some time. We were talking about, and I just preached a series on, um, on the, you know, the truth will stand when the world's on fire. And we talked about the rapture of the church, the end of time, what we're seeing on the news and how it lines up with the Holy Scriptures. We just talked about this. And if you didn't get a chance to be with us during that series, you can go to the YouTube, um, Bowden Church of God YouTube. It's on there. The truth will stand when the world's on fire. That's the name of the series. And uh, here we are, and I've been telling people, we are on the edge of the rapture. The rapture is about to happen at any moment. There is no other scriptures that need to be fulfilled that precedes the rapture. The next major event in the world history, in the next major event on God's calendar, is the rapture of the church. And when the rapture happens, it's going to be chaos on the planet of Earth. There's going to be airplanes falling out of the sky. There's going to be major car wrecks on every major highway. There's going to, all the children are going to disappear. Think about that for a while. 
parents are going to be panicking because they cannot find their children, they cannot find their babies, their toddlers. The schools will be empty. Think about uh, an entire elementary school just disappearing, all the children just disappearing and leaving the teachers behind. That's what's going to happen on the day of the rapture is, is people are going to disappear. And when people disappear, and I'm not talking about one or two, I'm talking about probably billions of people disappearing at one time. How many people on this planet call Jesus Lord? I don't know. But when these people disappear, there's going to be chaos in the streets. There's going to be anarchy in the streets. There's going to be martial law from the government. The grocery stores are going to be looted and people are going to be in so much panic. You know how people in the South, man, if, it, if they're talking about snow, I mean... We're emptying at the grocery stores with bread and milk. I don't know what it is about milk sandwiches that people in the South want to make during the, during the little snow. But, you know, and, here, and what's funny is I've been here when it's been a foot of snow in Georgia, and it only lasts us three days. It's going to melt away. But people here in the South, we go crazy when they talk about snow and prediction of snow in Georgia. I mean, we go to the grocery stores, and by the time you get there, uh, there's only one loaf of bread left. I mean, it is gone, and uh, the milk is gone because people are in a panic about what to do. I want to tell you, when the rapture happens, and the rapture happens, and the world's on fire, I'm telling you, the grocery stores will be looted. There will not be food on the shelves. People are going to be in such a panic of what is happening. Uh, martial law is going to kick in. You're going to see uh, soldiers on the streets. It's going to be chaos. It's going to be chaos. And yet, here we are, so close to that happening. Just this morning, I saw a, a clip on uh, on Facebook. They're talking about the mark of the beast. And they're talking about the digital dollar that we've been hearing about on the news. The government, the world governments, are pushing a digital dollar system. We will no longer have cash, currency. They are pushing a digital dollar system using tokens and stuff. You know, we talk about Bitcoins and that kind of thing. Uh, everything will be a transaction. I want to tell you, society today is just about cashless anyway. It's not that many people carry cash in their wallets anymore. They carry their, their debit cards or credit cards. And, um, you know, even in church, we have people who pay online and they're giving their tithes. They give online instead of giving in person. Um, not everybody writes a check anymore. More people are just swiping their cards. So we are moving into that. And you think about during the COVID time, we had stores that were not taking cash. They said, we, we are not taking cash. We're only taking your credit card or your debit card. We had um, um, food courts. Uh, we had drive through restaurants that were telling us they could not give us change because they did not have enough change to give out to people so you know you just they kept your they kept your money they just you know you gave them a dollar and you expected 99 cents back you didn't get it you they kept their dollar so this was already happening and this i'm gonna tell you the whole covid that we went through the entire lockdown sickness and crisis that was a setup test run for what's going to happen in the future that's what that was and so here we are going into the year of 20 in 24. Now here's the exciting part. For those of us who know the Lord Jesus Christ and are saved and sanctified and washed in the blood of the Lamb, we're going to the 
wedding supper of the Lamb. We're going to heaven. And we're going to be in the presence of, of God. The dead in Christ are going to rise. We're going to get glorified bodies that don't know how to get sick. Glorified bodies that are not weak. A body, amen, that does not have gallbladder problems or liver problems. We're going to, uh, we won't need glasses in heaven, amen. We're going to have a glorified body that can withstand the glory and the presence of the Almighty God. That's where we're going to be. That's where the church is going to be. Those who actually love the Lord and accept Jesus Christ as Savior uh, with a sincere heart, not just empty words, but sincere heart. You really love the Lord and you really repented of your sins and and you just want to you just want to be in heaven with Jesus. Listen, that's where we're going to be. We're going to be feasting at the at the wedding feast, the marriage supper of the lamb, while the tribulation years are unfolding here on earth. That's where we're going to be. And it's going to be wonderful. It's going to be wonderful for all of us who love the Lord Jesus Christ and have accepted him as savior. But while we're still here, church, while we're looking toward our future and are embracing even the thought of the Lord coming back, we got to remember we're still here and the rapture has not happened yet and tribulation has not started yet and there's people to be saved. Families, we got families that don't know Jesus Christ as Savior. We need to be doing everything we can to get them to Christ. We need to be getting our neighbors to Christ, doing everything we can to get people to Christ. Because the Lord is coming, and He's coming soon. And here we are. Now, in the beginning of our program, I was just talking about how in just 12 months, we'll be talking about 2025. Think how fast time is going. Um, it's just going so fast. And, and before you know it, it's Easter's going to be here. Um, I'm already thinking about Easter. I'm already praying about, Good Lord, what do you want us to do for Easter, because that's going to be March the 31st. And you know, March the 31st will be here so quickly, and Easter will be upon us. And we just came out of Christmas, and now here we are one week later talking about going into the year of 20 and 24. And tonight there's going to be, there's going to be people celebrating, there's going to be people partying and drinking and carrying on. You know, of course, they're always looking for an excuse to get drunk. So they're going to, they're going to get drunk, they're going to get high, and they're going to do all these things. Talking about the new year and all this kind of stuff. I don't tell you, I'm going to be in bed asleep myself. I'm going to be resting. <laughs> but the real new year, I've already told you, the real new year happened in September. The real new year is on the Hebrew calendar, and we are in the year, the real year, not 2023 or going into 2024. But the real new year on the Hebrew calendar is 5,700. In 84, 5,784, that's the Hebrew year that we are actually in, and that happened in the middle of September. That's the real new year. The Gregorian calendar that came out moved it to December 31st, and here we go. But the real year is 5,784, and it happens to be the year of the open door. The year of the open door. And I'm going to tell you, when I heard that, the Holy Spirit just rolls up in me and says, Jesus is standing at the door and he's knocking. He's knocking on the door of the church and he's saying, let me in. The year of the open door is where we are right now. And I just want to remind you of that as we're talking about 20 and 24. We are going into the year of the open door. We've already been in it since September. 
Jesus is knocking on the door of the church and he's asking the church, let me in. He's knocking on the door of every heart and every soul in the world today. And he's saying, let me in. The question is, will you let him in? Will you let the Lord into your life? Will you let the Lord into your heart, into your soul today? Will you accept Jesus Christ as your King and your Lord and your Savior? And will you serve Him with what little life you have left? Will you serve Him and fulfill the purpose that God has called you to fulfill? At least give it a try. Do everything you can to do your best to, to be a blessing to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise the Lord. For those that are just getting online... Um, let me remind you that we start at 9 o'clock where well, we are recording. It will be on podcasting just a little bit later. But thank you for coming on and joining us this morning. As we're winding down our conversation about the new year that we're going into in 20 and 24, God's got great things in store for us. You were born for a purpose and a reason. You were born to carry forth the gospel of Jesus Christ to share your testimony. I just want to encourage you, share your testimony. Don't forget January the 19th, right here at the Bowden Church of God, we're going to be sharing our testimonies. But I want to encourage you to share your testimony with everybody, people on the streets. Listen, it's easy to share testimony inside the church house, but it's more importantly that you share your testimony outside the church house. Share it with somebody that's lost. Tell them how you came to Jesus. Tell them what wonderful things that the, that the Lord has done for you. And we're just about out of time, so I want to close out in prayer. And I want to encourage you to get up this morning, comb your hair, come on, wash your face, come to the Bowden Church of God this morning. We're going to be going into part three of Be It Unto Me, According to Thy Word. And I'm going to tell you, it's going to be good. Boy, it's going to be good. And if you haven't watched part one and part two, you can find them again on our YouTube channel, Bowden Church of God YouTube. You can find them on there. But it is going to be good this morning. You don't want to miss this. Part 3 of Be It Unto Me According to Your Word. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for everybody that hears the sound of my voice on this subject, God. Lord, for those that are watching me live right now and for those that will be watching me later on, God, that's been recorded or listening to it on podcasts later, Father, I pray that you will save their souls. God, that they will call out your holy name. They will ask you to forgive them of their sins, that they would accept you as King and Lord in their life, as their Savior. And Father, I pray that you will light a fire underneath us, a fire of the Holy Spirit to share our testimony on how they got saved, God. Lord, that they can lead somebody else to Christ. That they can lead somebody to Christ through their testimony of how they got saved. And Father, I give you praise and honor and glory In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Well, thank you for being with me this morning. Don't forget, 11 a.m. this morning, right here at the Bowden Church of God, located at 1030 West College Street in Bowden, Georgia. And join me on Zoom on Tuesdays at 7 o'clock through Zoom Bible Study. And if you'd like to join us and you have not joined us in the past, then send me your email and I will be glad to send you a link to it. And you can join us through our Zoom Bible study every Tuesday at 7 o'clock. All right, well, until then, God bless you, and I will see you next week on Pastor CJ's Sunday School class. God bless.